Holding Up is sponsored by the North Coast Co-op and Humboldt Hydroponics. You know, uh, the North Coast Co-op, it's no no mystery that it's the favorite grocery store of Humboldt Holding Up. We go there for lunch all the time. Andrew, I know you love the solids. Also the and... Poke Bowls. But I shouldn't, <laughs> say, I shouldn't say that out loud because then there'll be a rush on the Poke Bowl. <laughs> well, anyway, whatever it is that you love, they've got it there at the North Coast Co-op. Go check them out at both Arcata and Eureka. And Humble Hydroponics, they are located at 1302 Union Street. That is uh, right next to the Broadway Cinema, unless in case you don't have a map in, in your brain. Uh, you can visit them there, and their knowledgeable staff will help you with all your growing needs. Humble Hydroponics, locally owned and operated for some time. It's Humble Holding Up, the local podcast that for years has been known as the Spirit of the North Coast. Uh, yeah. I believe, is that? No. My name is Andrew Goff. I'm Stephanie McGarry. I'm pretty sure that somebody at another place oh, right. has claimed that. The spirit of the Fair. North Coast. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So uh, at the end of February of this year, KIEM, Redwood News, the actual spirit of the North Coast, uh, hired themselves a, a, a new anchor, which is not uncommon with the way the cycle of television news careers in our neck of the woods tend to play out. We've, we've talked about this on the show. I remember talking about this with Nazi and then soon afterwards, what, what happened? She, she left us. So this is, but a couple of weeks ago, the, this new anchor on the verge of the election, this person had a chance to interview our controversial auditor controller, Karen Dominguez, and uh, all of us at local watched it. And, and we said to each other, Hey, this guy is pretty good. And he's also delightfully British. Let's find out more about this guy. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, what better way to find out about somebody than to have them on Humble Holding Up. <laughs> That's the only so, way to, so today on the show, we are joined by John Kennedy O'Connor, who is, as we mentioned, an anchor for Redwood News. After that interview uh, with KPD that you talked about, we started lightly stalking John <laughs> online. Uh, and we found out that we, we found out that he has a pretty lengthy career and he has one area of intense expertise that was very surprising the eurovision song contest yeah um yeah he wrote a a couple of books about it he Mm. was a an announcer on it and Mm. yeah so so it's something that that we americans don't know a whole lot about Mm. so um we're obviously going to make him talk to us about it as well as a couple of other things, but yeah, he 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 will have to answer for and defend the Eurovision <laughs> Song Contest. So I say, without further ado, let's get this guy in here, John. Hello, oh, hello. So where, uh, where where are you? Uh, where are you coming to us from? Oh, yes, I live in Fields Landing, which is uh, the joyful part of Eureka. I mean, it's, it's, sure. it's a hamlet where if they if they if you have a delivery left on your doorstep, you will never see it again. Where, where yeah. there's no actual postal service, but you go to the post office and they can never find anything you want. There is no sudden link. There is no phone. It's, it's yeah. and it's always cold. Have you uh, have you taken advantage of uh, Fields Landing's one restaurant? Have you? Uh, I, I forget. I forget what I forget, I forget what it is now because it was it was the boathouse and then it closed and reopened as I think it's a Mexican place now. Is that is that correct? It is Mexican, but it's still got all the boat decor, which I think is quite cute. Uh, okay. No, I haven't because it closes at eight every day and, um, okay. and I'm working at that time. So either I'll go there for lunch one day or, um, yeah. or, or I will never see it. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fields Landing, definitely not known for being uh, one of the more happening places in Humboldt. No. No. Uh, no, I, 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 I do like the quiet of it. I mean, I must admit, and um, right. and I got I got a wonderful apartment with re- quite reasonably priced. I mean, yeah, that, that so is, the, yeah, that's the advantage. and I and I and I cycle to and from the studio, which is what what, what was my main goal. Uh, you know, thank you for uh, agreeing to do this 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 weird thing oh, that we do. Um, no, thank you for asking me. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what what li- what um, a little bit. Well, what motivated us to ask you to come on was. Uh, oh. We, we caught the interview that you did with with the auditor controller and uh, and we at Loco, you know, we're not always aware of what's happening with our, our TV news brethren because our brains for better or worse are pretty much exclusively online. But we saw that interview and and thought, you know, well, shit, this this person is doing their job with a fire 
that you don't often see uh, around here. So like, but, and then like, wait, who is this guy? Which sent us down this, 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 this rabbit hole of, of, lo of looking your career up online, you know, and we'll, we'll get to your like interesting resume in a bit. But first, you know, like our burning question, it looks like you've been in Humboldt for a few months. Like how did it come to pass uh, that you ended up in our part of the world? Uh, it has been a few months. I came up at the, I started at KIM on the 28th of February. So it's very new. I, I, I think oh, I've yeah. just passed my 90 days. I haven't got to my four months okay. yet. Um, they haven't fired well, me yet. <laughs> they haven't fired me yet. Uh, but any more jokes <laughs> like I made last night and it's quite possible. Uh-oh. Okay. Oh, okay. We're going to ask about that. <laughs> we'll come to that. Um, <laughs> Well, I, I've worked in broadcasting for a very long time, but I've mm. moved more into the digital space. And I was working for, I was hosting Facebook Live, which of course is a global brand. And I was doing, a, a, I was the main anchor for an online educational series called Creative Live. But the pandemic literally wiped all of that out as it did for so mm. many people. Um, and traditional TV was really the only thing that m remained because you kind of, you have to go into the studio and you, you have to do a live broadcast every day. Mm. So I, having been unemployed for a, a huge part of the pandemic period or getting occasional jobs here and there, I thought I'm going to have to move back into traditional TV if I want to go on working or mm. start sweeping up at Starbucks, which, <laughs> which is what happens to most people of my age. Mm. But um, and then so I started I just started a job search literally in January and this came up and I thought, oh, OK. I must admit, I was a little naive. I did think Eureka was about 100 miles north of San Francisco, Ooh, where, I was, where I was living. And yeah. most people, people, I think, do. do. Yeah, yeah, people think that California, there's just like San Francisco and then Oregon. They just don't yes. even realize there's exactly right. <laughs> all I, I, of I, us in between. I, I mean, I knew, of course, it was on the coast, and I, but I thought it was much, much further south. But not, not, that's not a complaint. But uh, it was quite ironic then when I'm, I said, well, why don't you come up for an interview? And I, and I said, oh, yes, great. And, you know, then mapping it out and thinking, hang on a second. <laughs> 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 but it's great. Uh, so it literally, and I mean, it, it was one of those things, it was serendipity. It was, it was clearly meant to be. Um, it was mm. literally, it was, I think I'd applied for three things. And you know how difficult it is to find work in the pandemic period. And, sure. and I think I'd sent my resume the next day. The news director called me and said, would you like to come up? And I said, yes, of course I would. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I mean, I've lived in California now, more or less, for the last, since 1992. I did have a few years away. Mm. So I'm very, I know the state very well. I was hoping, actually, ironically, it was going to be a bit closer to Portland, because that's a city I absolutely love. And I thought, oh, well, that'd be a great place to pop up to the weekend. And then I was like, no, 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 you're still further yeah. from Portland than yeah. you are from Yes, Texas. it's very annoying. Yes. People yes. think think that we're closer to, to both of those cities, and we're very far from, exactly. <laughs> from both of them. Mm, exactly. <laughs> yep. Um, but but I'm I'm really enjoying it. I mean, it, it's it's lovely to be in a sm much much smaller community. I, you probably haven't seen it, but I did a promo uh, for the channel when I first arrived, where I did talk about that, and I talked about it honestly. Where I said it's a completely different sense of connection. Um, I did. You know, I, I actually did see that promo, and you mentioned, you know, oh, okay. just being being able to to you know look uh, look people in the eye with a, a little, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you can you can probably be I don't know world famous in San Francisco, and everyone's going to ignore you. Not that I'm looking for that. That's not what I mean. But um, you know, here <laughs> you can actually connect with people, and they say, oh yeah, we you're the news guy, and they'll talk to you, and they're friendly, yeah. and and it's really nice. And mm. you know, local stories really are local, yeah. and they and they matter to people. Yeah. Um, you know what what is local in a big city is is not necessarily the same as what is local in a in a very small city like Eureka. Yeah, yeah we well, our our colleague uh, Hank always says you know that Humboldt has kind of an island mentality because you know like we're not we're not really in the in the um, in the cultural shadow of of anything else that's around us. You know it's it's this it's this you know tiny place that is very interested in itself. Um, yeah. and, and so it, it, it makes in, it kind in a of positive way. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, mostly positive. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know. it, it does make actually for a fun place to report news. I think mm. that a lot of people would think that maybe a more rural area wouldn't have um, a lot of things to, to report on, but, but what, what is newsworthy here and what, it, you know, is, yeah. is really different, I think, from a more metropolitan area. And I'll be quite honest, I, I was a little bit nervous that, you know, what we might be doing is, you know, cat stuck up tree, um, you know, trash yeah. did not get emptied and everything. But, you know, I realized, you know, that we're working for, for we are still working for a network that we, we do still cover Washington, 
and yeah. Ukraine and everywhere else. But you know, but we obviously we prioritize prioritize the local stories because that's what's of interest. But mm. it's a great it's a great product, and the fact that we do try and cover everything, we cover sports very very well. Yeah. Um, so it was a very attractive proposition for me, and. I mean, I make no bones about it. You know, I'm, I'm in my 50s and it's, uh, you know, it's not that easy to, to remain on screen once you've mm. got gray hair and, um, you know, bags under your eyes. Sure. Yeah. And so um, this seemed to be a really very sensible move for me. Yeah. And, and I'm not looking for high life and nightclubs and all this as I was when I was, well, I never did that actually. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, as I might have done when I was in my twenties, I, I don't yeah. need that. I don't. I don't need the big city life anymore. I do get a little bit frustrated, you know, when you think that, oh, wouldn't it be nice just to walk in and see what Bloomingdale's have got on sale this week? But <laughs> right, you know, and the when... whole world has changed. You just go online now and you can order whatever you want. So, yeah. And when the only restaurant in your town is closed at eight p.m., you yes, know, there is you that. Wanna, yeah. Wish you could get some takeout after a long day. Well, the truth is, though, at the same time, because of the the hours that I work now, um, it's it's actually quite nice. I I have no pressure to have a social life. Yeah. I have I have my my days to myself, which is wonderful, um, and I'm much more of a daytime person. Right. And I'm working in the evenings, and I have the weekends free. So it's really mm. it's actually it's, for somebody of my age and my sort of yeah. <laughs> social yeah. outlook, it's actually what it's it's all it's all well, very very good. Well, give it give us your. Oh, well, well, give us your impressions of Humboldt so far. What have you, what have you been able to get out and do? And, and, and well, what, it, what have you experienced? One of the things that is quite interesting, I actually made the conscious choice not to drive anymore a few years ago. Um, okay. I, awesome. I, I had two. I had and two, live in Fields Landing? Yeah. And live in Fields Landing. Uh, <laughs> because I, um, I had two new cars back to back. So I had them for six or seven years combined. And I did 7,000 miles. So I thought, mm -hmm. this is ludicrous. Um, and when you live in a big city, you do have infrastructure, even if you have to take Uber, that's still, a, anyway, but here I, I'm discovering this is not a place not to have a car. It's tough. So, it's, yeah. it's certainly it tough. So I may have to revisit that when I've been, you know, when I'm really settled and everything and then have to make, decide. So right. yeah, it is, but, but having a bike in this area is still very good. You know, you can still get anywhere you want. Um, yeah. but the advantages of, you know, the wonderful Redwood forest and all the outdoor stuff it's a little mm -hmm. bit difficult to take advantage of all that when you cycle. Um, but nothing is insurmountable. As, as they used to say in Pan Am, there is no, no, no there's always a solution at 35,000 feet. And so you can always find one. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think I've been a little bit small in my outlook since I've been here. You know, the furthest I've been is Trinidad and, um, okay. uh, but well, yes, but, I, but, but it's all there and I know it's all there. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, since you mentioned, you know, that you, you know, cycle and uh, everything. I thought you you probably would be someone who would really enjoy the the outdoor aspect. Absolutely. Of our, of our yeah, I mean, I, I I I cycle because I enjoy it because it yeah. keeps me keeps me fit, and I'm not a gym bod or anything awful like that. So, cycling is a great way of, of doing it, and I mm -hmm. and I like going to and from work. I mean, I I've become quite sort of not. I'm not one of these passionate environmentalists, but I am quite sort of anti car. Yeah, um, I, I do think it's a good it's a good time to be that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I, and I think ride sharing is the, is the future, and I think that's a great thing. But Uber hasn't really established itself here yet. I know there are some drivers, but not that many. But it will come. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I hope we'll expand the public transportation too, which is of course like a lot harder in places like Fields Landing. But you know. that is a bit of a challenge. Ironically, yeah. I can get to and from work quite easily because the bus stops right. here. And, and but yeah. I can't. But I, in the evening, and again, I'm not really doing anything. And the weekends, yes, the, the public transportation is terrible. And I think that is something that Humboldt really should look at. Yeah, definitely. Agree. So it's, you know, another thing that is interesting to us about your your journey and you working at the at Redwood News is like, be, because of the size of the Humboldt television market, it's almost become sort of a, a running gag how quickly we cycle through television reporters here like it tends to be the more of the first stop for people who are starting out their careers um and then move on to a bigger city obviously you're you know kind of doing the opposite of that um but thought we thought maybe you know could you, you just talk a little bit about you know your impressions how things have been for you so far at redwood news 
Well, you, you make a very, very good valid point, and I think that is true. And, and one of the things I've engaged with the viewers who've spoken to me directly is they've said, we hope you'll stay, because I think they are aware that it's quite a he heavy turnover. And it is absolutely for the reason that you say, you know, when you're working in broadcast television, it, it, you do tend to start with the much smaller markets and you gradually well above them. Hopefully, if you're really successful, you'll end up on one of the networks. Right. Because that, well, that's very, there are very limited opportunities. But obviously, yes, people cycle through for that. They want to get some experience under their belt and then move on to something what they would consider bigger and better. But for me, as I say, you know, I've, I've, I've worked for many of the networks as, as a reporter and then a host, and then I, I did move much more into online. But this is a much better fit for me in many respects. Mm -hmm. And I can bring all the years of experience that I've had. And people have used the word gravitas and they have used the word, um, you know, that it's, it's a more uh, mature voice they're now hearing and seeing. Yeah. Which is a, which is a very polite way of saying oh. Yeah, you're old. Yeah, but I think I think from an American perspective, when when you hear a British accent, you just add twenty IQ points. Yeah, like it's it's yes, like, I, and I really I really don't know why that is. And, and it, I don't I, I don't know either, but it it's, no. it, it is a real thing. Um, and it is a real thing, and I've experienced that my whole life. I mean, it's the one thing. It's my one selling point. I mean, I know if I went back to the UK, I'd be at the bottom of every producer's list. They say <laughs> there'd, be nothing, there'd be nothing distinctive. No, you're, uh, you're, right. you are some. You are somehow exotic here. Right. Well, yeah, yeah maybe say, but but it's very it's very um, London and Southeast based, yeah. uh, or, or if you like, people who speak with that perceived pronunciation as it used to be called. Okay, not, not the from, Liverpoolian. Yeah. No, I just I was just going to say Liverpool. If I came from Liverpool or Newcastle or Birmingham or any of those, yeah, you, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't view me in that respect at all. <laughs> right. and in fact, they'd all be complaining, saying we can't understand a word this guy is saying. I mean, that's what yeah. that's what it would be. Yeah. Right. True. Yeah. True. So, well, so uh, so I mentioned that we we we'd gone back and, and looked through your your career a bit, um, and and you have a Wikipedia page, which is not common for people who arrive here. It's somewhat intimidating for us us rural folk. We'll make it work. Let me tell you the story there. I didn't know I was on it. I mean, I I, I didn't even know what it was. I mean, Wikipedia. I know is that for writer. I mean, I've done a lot of writing. It's, it's the bane of everyone's existence because who needs mm. to buy a book now when you've got Wikipedia? But um, somebody posted that I was dead. Uh, they okay. changed, yeah, they changed it that I died. I can't remember what year it was. And it just so happened that I, I hadn't been very well and I was actually <laughs> out of the country. Yeah. So uh, my family see this and after the party, they then thought, actually, we better check to see if this is true. Um, yeah. And it did cause a lot of distress. And because I was, I was out of the country, I couldn't even yeah. respond to people to say, no, it's not true. When I got back and discovered that the whole world thought I was dead, I... Um, I went in to change it and I went back and I, this is the first time I'd seen the page and half of it didn't make any sense anyway. And I wrote, yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm not dead. And then I got a, I got a ping from Wikipedia, wait for this, to say, you have identified that you are the subject of this page and, it, and we do not allow you to edit your own page. And they banned, <laughs> and they banned me. Yeah. And they, okay, well, I hate to tell you, I'm not dead. So perhaps, yeah. you know, perhaps you could fix that. That's actually the problem. Not that I'm the one who's actually changed it, but anyway, yeah. that is a, apparently that is a rule. So I think, okay, so, so then I said, now this is the best bit of all. I said, can you actually take me off your site? Because I'm, I'm really nobody. And they said, no, you have passed our notoriety test. And surely you... Mm. As the subject, I have the right to say, please take me off your stupid site. And they said, we can, but there's nothing to stop anybody recreating the page tomorrow. Think, well, then put in a thing to stop people. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, so anyway, I don't know if I'm still there. Apparently I am still there. So yeah, 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 yeah. No longer well, uh, you know, I'm, according <laughs> according to your your Wikipedia page, but also other sources, well, well, okay. uh, it, it would seem that you, 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 you found a good deal of success uh, in the world surrounding the the Eurovision Song con <laughs> Contest, and and now like for us here in America, um, or maybe just for me personally, this is one of those things that you know I'm vaguely aware of what it is. You know, I want to know more. It, it seems like a, a thing that would would hold my attention if I dug in because it seems to have this 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 rich history. Um, but I thought maybe because you know I am ignorant about something you are very knowledgeable about that we might just talk about this thing. 
uh, <laughs> just like, and well, like, and first, like, how did how did you come to be such a, a a player in the world of the Eurovision Song Contest? I'm really not, but it's very flattering to me. I am. Um, I, I was a I was a fan. It was a show I discovered. I mean, every every single kid in Europe is it's unavoidable. You okay. can watch it at some point, and most people start watching it with their families. And I started watching it. Well, I got it, I heard about it in the late sixties, which shows how old I am. And then I got to watch it in the seventies. And it, for a certain audience, it is unmissable because mm. they just absolutely love it. For another audience, it's unmissable because they think it's the worst thing on television. Love it. And and, and, there's, and there's nothing illegitimate that you can be entertained by something you think is terrible. Um, and it, I don't think it's quite as big as it used to be, but um, you wouldn't believe that if you followed the PR because they now try to convince you it's the biggest thing in the world. And it is. It's, it's a major, major, major event. But it, it's mm. the Super Bowl of European TV. Yeah. Um, you know, in the same way, you don't have to be interested in American football, sorry, football to enjoy the Super Bowl and you don't even have yeah. to have your team in it. But anyway, um, and when it got to the 50th anniversary, there were a couple of books that were produced and they were really very poor. And I said, I'm, in all my arrogance, I could do better than this. I'm going to write there the official go. history. So I wrote yeah. the official history and I sent it off to all the publishers. Said, Here's my book. Publish it tomorrow, please. And they all came back and said, who the hell is going to read a book about this? I and mean, we know it's a big TV show, but who, who on earth wants to read about it? Right. Yeah. And, and I was so shocked by this. <laughs> in my arrogance. <laughs> I thought, this is very strange. Anyway. Fast forward about three years later, somebody, a, a publisher that I sent it to and never heard from said, did you ever find a home for this book? Because the 50th anniversary has come up. We'd love to do it. And suddenly, therefore, I was officially sucked into the world of it. Yeah. Um, and then some of the TV broadcasters said, you know, I was doing loads and loads of interviews about it. And then I got asked, would I be the commentator for it for one of the times? And I did one year, I did it with an American girl that yeah. I worked with. and everything. So it sort of grew. Yeah. And, what, and, and what, then, what year? What, what year was this? Your, that was 2005. Was the 50th? That's when I wrote okay. the book, and that's the first okay. time I started doing media around it. Up until that point, I'd just been a viewer, okay. one yeah. of the one of the many billions. Yeah. Um, and then, incredibly, the, the one of the countries I was sort of helping, the smallest country in it, San Marino, was saying, "Look, would you would you be willing to announce our scores? Would you actually be our presenter on the night? Now it's only a 30 second slot or it's a minute and you can stretch it out like I did yeah. um, in, in the show, but you do, you are there in front yeah. of 1 billion viewers in yeah. 50 million countries presenting this incredible TV show. And I, I've now done that twice. I won't do it again, but I won't, but that was, <laughs> you know, for, as, as coming from it, from the point of view of being a fan, that was just the dream come true. The, the only other yeah. thing I could have done was actually have sung somebody's entry. That you nobody in the world would there wouldn't be enough money to hear me sing. Had, had you had, had you been to San Marino before uh, San Marino asked you to be their nope. official spokesperson? No, I was okay. I, no, I was working with them on sort of PR in the background and helping them sort of promote their entry and doing and doing some press for them and some media them to try and get them some attention. As I said, they were the smallest country in it, and at that point yeah. they'd never even qualified for the final. And when they asked me to do this, I had to. I, where was the contest? Uh, where were we? Oh, we were in Malmo. And I had to leave Malmo, fly to San Marino, because you have to do it live from the country. True. Um, and I arrive in San Marino and wake up in this beautiful little country. It's, it's almost yeah. impossible to describe how wonderful it is, yeah. knowing I'm going live that night on TV to 100 million viewers. And, you know, when you think that I can't remember any of the name, but basically every country asks a really big celebrity to do it and they've asked me and I'm thinking, okay, I've, I've, now, <laughs> I've now made it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're the and king of San Marino. Well, yeah. absolutely. And, and the amazing thing was they they had this, in, they don't do it now, but they had this long algorithm to determine which order you'd announce your votes because they know what the votes are ahead of time mm -hmm. to make it interesting for the viewers. And so I got to go first. So I mean, that was just luck of the draw. This algorithm said, yeah, put San Marino on first. And so there you are. I'm, I'm opening the show, the voting part of the show. It was a, it was an absolute thrill. And then a few years later, they said, well, will you come and do it again? I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I got involved. I mean, the, the irony is, having got involved in the thing, I now cannot stand the Eurovision Song Contest. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I really oh. can't. Uh, so it's funny the how magic you know, is lost. They, yes, yeah. you do. They do say never get involved with your dreams, and they're absolutely right. Right, <laughs> right. Discover the rats in the kitchen. But funny enough, recently, um, 
NBC bought NBC bought the rights to Eurovision decades ago, and they just right. they couldn't make it work. But this oh. year, they they finally did the American Song Contest. It I, saw, I saw that, and it was it was very clear to me that like, oh, we're just going to try and do Eurovision over here. I didn't well, no, I didn't watch did. it. I don't know how it went, but oh, it was a disaster. <laughs> uh, wonderful, yeah. Snoop Dogg yeah, and was, who? It was like yeah, Kelly Kelly. What's it? Yeah, it Kelly was, Clarkson. No, Clarkson. I, I, okay. I believe it was NBC's worst performing entertainment show in in their history. I believe well. it, it was. It repeats on Fox. We're running. We're getting more viewers. But wow. um, <laughs> but they and the thing is because they didn't import Eurovision. They imported the Swedish model that Sweden uses to choose their entry. Okay. Mm. That's not Eurovision. That's mm. what they actually imported. Um, if you, I believe Canada are going to do it next year and it will have the same disastrous effect. But if you wanted to start a contest between Canada, Mexico, Guatemala, Belize, Brazil, that might work. Yeah, that would right. be interesting, but, right? But, uh, yeah, I mean, American one of the reasons Eurovision works is because everybody in Europe hates each other. So <laughs> you, you, you do have that wonderful enmity between the right. British and the French and the British and the Irish and the Swedes and the Norwegians. You don't have that between New York and New Mexico. Uh, a little um, bit. But, but, I mean, well, maybe I not those but, so yeah. specifically, but no. I would but you know say... what I mean. It's kind of you know, Californians don't hate the Oregonians and all the rest. And and, no. and, and, and I know they, they try very us, hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I know they try very hard to put in K-pop yeah. and they put in a bit of. But again, you've got fifty songs sung in English, which are all American. Yeah. yeah. The, You're right. It's not the same. It's not the same. But yeah. if, if they expand, I, I, the trouble is, I think NBC got so badly burnt by it, mm -hmm. it, it it's not coming back. Yeah. Anyway. So when we were when we were setting up this interview, and I was I talked to you beforehand, and I said that we wanted to to discuss the your work with the Eurovision Song Contest. I think your response was something like, "Do people in <laughs> do people here even know what that is?" <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, it yeah. is. It's very hard to describe. I mean, I mean, I think people still, although it's, I don't think it's televised anymore. I think people understand Miss Universe. Yeah. That, yeah. That every every country sends a girl, and she is judged on how pretty or beautiful she is and and it's completely random your your just your your feeling of what makes an attractive woman is going to be completely different to mine but neither of our opinions is wrong right yeah it, it's the same people every country sends a song who's to say the israeli song is better than the british song yeah. you can't but if you like it then you like it right and so what you end up with is this song that actually nobody likes because it, it got the average score <laughs> um yeah. And that, that's kind of how it works. It's the song that sort of hits the lowest common denominator, or if you like, the highest Ugh. common denominator, is the one that wins. And then everyone's sitting there scratching their heads saying, well, I hate it. How did that work? Right, right. Because yeah. you can't, music is completely subjective. But right. that's, it's it's right. a beauty contest of music. And because you've got to appeal across the board, you've got to get votes from Sweden and Portugal and Israel and Cyprus and Ireland if you want to win, you've got to come up with a song that's going to have this ghastly, You've got to come up with the Big Mac of the music world. Uh -huh, yeah. What, what is what is going to sell in every single market to get the votes that you need, and mm -hmm. therefore you're going to you're going to end up with this rather tasteless, nasty burger. Whereas, <laughs> whereas the really sophisticated, very clever song just just couldn't grab the attention, and you're thinking, mm. oh, and you hear, and you might hear that a few months later because that might be the hit. Right. Ironic, well, ironically, songs that come. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I'm, you're way too young, but there was a massive number one hit smash in the US in the '60s called "Love Is Blue." Okay. "Love Is Blue" finished, yeah, finished fourth in the Eurovision. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm sure yeah. it's not yeah. always the winner exactly. that becomes no, like the it. one and, that and, people and remember. You, and you may have yeah. heard of Volare. Volare is one of the most famous Italian pop songs ever. Mm -hmm. Again, nine weeks number one in the US, not based on Eurovision. It finished third. Mm -hmm. yeah. no, you name me the song that won Eurovision in 1958 and I'll give you a prize. Nobody can. Yeah. Yeah. And what most yeah. Americans don't know is that Celine Dion, actually, that's where she got her. She won Europe. Okay. She, won for she won for Switzerland, too. I mean, it's all, it's all mm. very bizarre. And the last British winners were our Katrina and the Waves, who are most Americans know for Walking on Sunshine. And Americans, yeah. they're, they're the last British winners. So, you know what? Wait, they, so, they, 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 are they, they, they're, that's an American band, though, right? Katrina and the Waves, yeah. are they not? They won, yeah. they won for they the, won the UK. Won. Okay. Katrina so, is American, but the, the guy, the Waves, are actually British. Uh, anyway. the waves, oh, okay. British Waves. It's got nothing, so, it's got, yeah, nothing to do with nationality. What's oh, okay. Okay. You just enter it in that you are chosen nation. to be the, the, the British entry, so you are branded the British entry, but you do not have to be British. Wow. Okay. Olivia, Olivia Newton-John. Well, Olivia Newton-John actually is British, but she, everyone thinks she's Australian, but she sang for the UK. 
Okay. okay. Yeah. Did you did she win anything? <laughs> no, she, she finished she finished fourth. Oh. And everybody and everybody said that's the end of Olivia Newton John. She'll never be heard of again. And, 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 a, and a year later she did Greece. Most of the people who who were famous and lost are very, yeah. very bitter. Yeah. She's one she's one of the people who's not because she can actually hold up her hand and say, Look, I lost to Abba. Okay. So, you well, know what? Right. so you know, she's the only one who can actually hold her head up and say it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the people who lose who lose to the girl who works on the checkout in Madrid. They're the bitter ones. <laughs> <laughs> and, you can't, and you can't blame them. Just another reminder that Humble Holding Up is brought to you by the North Coast Co-op. And as somebody who uh, operates, works in Old Town Eureka, let me just say, when uh, those lunchtime hunger pangs hit, I find myself drawn to the salad bar. It was really hard for me. You know, the, the salad bar went away during COVID for obvious yeah, reasons for I a little remember. bit. Um, I remember but that it's was back. really hard on you. It was really yeah. hard on me, but it's yeah. back. I really, I, 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 like a, I like a fat salad. Well, there's no place better to make yourself a fat salad than at the uh, North Coast Co-op. So let's, let's go get a salad right now, Andrew. I can't wait. Right now! So Steph, there's a bunch of grow shops in Humble, right? I think so <laughs> yes yeah yeah and, and and one of those happens to be humble hydroponics which is located at 1302 union street do you know where that is uh yeah of course that's right over by uh the broadway cinema that's correct yeah. Ah. yeah there you go and humble hydroponics is committed to helping their community through tough times by providing discounts keeping prices down whenever possible oh well do, do they have soils oh, nutrients yeah. supplements yes, yes. Yeah, what about trellis, bamboo sticks, watering tools, pH uh-huh. solutions? Generally liquid. Look, they have lighting, LED and otherwise, trays, inserts, perlite, rock wool, fans, et cetera, et cetera. Wow, they have everything. And and where is Humble Hydroponics located again? 1302 Union Street. Right, right by the Broadway Cinema. Uh-huh, that's right. Give them a call at 707-443-4304. Oh, four. It, it, it occurs to me that, that you that you said that you're you're completely sick of the Eurovision Song Contest, but that's I will say that's mostly what we want to talk about because it's, <laughs> like, I, I, it, it's it's one of those things that like you know, as I say it's been on my list of like you know I, that seems like there there's there's a lot there and I and it would be fun to dig in just like you know the same way that you can just uh, go into sports stats forever and get lost and you know it's, it's like no that's absolutely true and yeah. you'll be you be and when you start I mean the trouble is. Because most of the people who've been in it, with the exceptions of people like Olivia and Abba, are not really known in the US, mm-hmm. if you started digging into it, you'd still be baffled. But if you're a European, you, yeah. everybody who's anybody in the UK pop music scene has been in it. Yeah. Well, I, I want to know about like 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 who the, who the dynasties are or like who's who's the New York Yankees of the of the Eurovision Song Con. con- well, it con- used to be like- the UK. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The UK actually have they've won five and they've been second sixteen times. That's twenty-one finishes, first or second. Wow. But in recent years, they've been doing very badly. In fact, the UK have had a, they've been last. Yeah. I think three consecutive years or something. We- Ireland have won the most. And again, you just need to stop and you think, yeah, well, Irish pop music. You know, you can walk into any pub in the world and you'll find an Irish pub, or sorry, any city in the world and you'll find an Irish pub playing yeah. Irish music. Yeah. But none of the Irish winners are actually anything to do with Irish music, they're pop songs that you'd hear on, on, the, on your AOR radio. Yeah. Um, in the early days, France dominated because most of the countries, it was only Western Europe and French was the dominant language. As the contest spread and Scandinavia came in, the British began because they were the only country who were allowed to sing in English. So Britain mm. began to dominate. Ireland began to dominate. Now- Oh, it, it, you had to you, sing in your native tongue? Is that... You did, absolutely. And okay. that was true okay. for like, they tweaked the rules in the 70s and said, you know, well, maybe this isn't fair. ABBA were in like Flint, one for Sweden singing in English. And then everyone said, oh, hang on a second. This is actually going to kill the contest if everybody sings in English. So they changed it. Then they got to the year 2000 and they said, actually, no, we've got to do this. So now more or less everybody sings in English, except this is when Ukraine sang in Ukrainian. But of course they were going, yeah. to, they, could, they could have literally come up defecated on the stage and sang Barbara Blackcheek and they, and they were going to <laughs> yeah, win yeah, yeah. because it was yeah. Ukraine. Right, the, heart, so the hearts this, were with them, yeah. Yeah, this, this year it was an absolute complete farce. Everybody knew months ago that Ukraine were going to win and, it, they, and I say they could have literally sung anything yeah. they wanted. They could, have, they could have sung Let's Go Brandon yeah. set to music and they would have won. 
I believe Kid Rock uh, wrote that song already. Um, exactly. Yeah, but like, so, I, okay, I have I have lots of dumb questions about the Eurovision Song no, Contest. Like, like, okay, why why is Australia allowed? Uh, that, now that's a very controversial point. Um, yeah. The, the, the rules of the contest were that you, you have to belong to this cartel of broadcasters called the European Broadcasting Union. They are an overarching band. And what they do is they share programs. They, if you, if you want to see the Olympics, you, you, the BBC buy it through the EBU. And, and so all the EBU members get to watch it. And that's okay. how they operate. Um, and then they began to expand and then North Africa came in because, you know, they were all sharing programming. And so Israel came in and Turkey came in. And they, yeah. they started showing it in Australia on a very minor channel. I mean, yeah. again, this, this, this PR thing actually irritates me. It's shown on a very obscure channel. It gets 200,000 viewers at best. But mm -hmm. suddenly they make it sound like Australia is the biggest show in Australia. No, it isn't. Yeah. So they were trying to get all these different visions going, Asia vision, Africa vision, North America vision. They were trying to do all this. And yeah. because Australia was so sort of pivotal in terms of an audience and had been showing it at least, they said, can you get Asia vision going? They couldn't. Yeah. So they said, you know what? let's put you in the contest and then Japan will see what a great success it is. China will see what a great, and, but it hasn't worked. Oh, no. No, there's still no Asia vision. Australia are now a bit of a running joke in the contest. The viewers actually vote them last yeah. every single year. Yeah. So, and I again, said, and, it, and, and, you know, you, I mean, I make the argument positively in that the Olympic games is still called the Olympic games, even though it hasn't been held in Olympia for 200 years. Right. So why would why would you change the name of Eurovision, yeah. which is a very established brand, just because you've got Israel, Turkey, Iceland, Australia, Armenia, yeah. Georgia? They're all taking part, but you wouldn't change the name. Right. Yeah. So, right. but it does make a bit of people don't understand. They say, how the hell can Australia be in Eurovision? Yeah. But then, but equally, how can USA be in the Olympics? You know. It's sure. Just, sure. Okay. Okay. Right, forget right, about the right. name. Yeah. Forget about the branding. Well, but right. it, so could I mean, uh, could we see the the US be have an entry in the Eurovision Song Con Contest in the future? Well, that's the other controversial thing. They had to change the rules to allow Australia in, and they made this exception. Yeah. Because Australia, Australia are not members of the EBU. They're not within the broadcast footprint. But so because they did it for you. Australia, yeah. yes. Why can't they do it for the USA? They could. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, if, and yeah. if NBC say, "I tell you what, we will do that American Song Contest again for you, but you put us in the Eurovision, they'll be in." Yeah. Are you thinking of entering I'll, I'll, a song? Uh, Andrew? Oh yeah, absolutely. You look like the, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I, I yeah, see I the think, smile on your face. Well, no, I was like, like, <laughs> no, yeah. I, I always, I always try to think of things on like a humble scale, and I was thinking maybe yeah. we could have a humble vision song contest where absolutely. Fortuna and Arcada, Eureka, everyone submits uh, probably yeah. a, a rap song. As, well, uh, on, on the, we had a broadcast on April Fool's night, and I begged our news director. I said, "Look, can we do a spoof thing at the end that because American Song Festival has been such a disaster, that next year?" Humboldt is entering individually. I, yes. um, and just as a spoof news item. And he said, no, 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 that's going to confuse everybody. They'll think it's true. Yeah. <laughs> they said, particularly if you say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Right, because Gravitas, they won't right. understand. The, your and joking. I do understand. You, you, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have done some cheeky things since I've been here, and I have done some jokey things. But that, <laughs> I think to, doing a fake news story is not something anybody really wants to do, even, even on April Fool's Day. Some people do. I know. Some people oh, I know. do. Uh, yeah, that seems like the kind of we've had similar like things at the um, at the last coast outpost, little dumb contests, and yeah. we could certainly yeah, 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 yeah. do it with an original song. Yeah. Oh, it has to be an original song. That's the other thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't just you can't just say, oh, what was that last thing the Beatles did from their album? Let's put yeah. that in. That's bound. Yeah. Right, 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 right. One, one. But yeah, it has to be written, and and there is a cut-off date and everything like that so right, um, right. Yeah. what do the what does is does the winner get like other than just bragging rights is there nothing, nothing. and it, so it's really yeah. just is it are, you get are a very nice trophy that you can put on your mantle right that's that's something <laughs> no no because i understand the ukrainians have sold theirs to to pay for the war the war effort wow. um you get an albatross around your neck that many say they cannot shake off. Sandy Shaw was huge and she was the first British winner and it killed her career because she couldn't escape. It was, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Sandy, you got a new single out. That's great, love. Could you please sing Puppet on a String? You know, and that's how it uh, went on. 
Okay. But, but, yeah. And, and, it, and that was the rest of her life. And she is so bitter and so angry about it. Yeah. Lulu, on the other hand, I mean, you may have heard of Lulu. She did To Sir With Love and she had a lot of success in the US. She takes the opposite view. She said, yeah, you know what? I got saddled with this dreadful song, but so what? Right. And, yeah. she, moved, and she moved on. And she could, So it depends on, and ABBA, ABBA didn't, it didn't hold them back. Right. But for most of them, what it actually means is you are now sucked into this one song for the rest of yeah. your career that you sure. can't shake off. You can shake it off if you've got the talent. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, it feels like maybe a little bit similar to like, you know, the, the artists here that win American Idol. I don't know that, yeah. you know, they, they go on and they have somewhat notable careers, but but they are always saddled right. with this. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, the, the problem is, Idol. Yeah. The problem is it's a song contest. That, and that's the thing that is, people think it's a talent show and it's not. So mm. you win it, but it's actually your song that won it. Right. So your follow-up, who the hell cares? Right. Yeah. So that's the that's the problem that you've got. You've got to come out of the starting blocks now if you like starting all over again. I mean, I know the Dutch winner from 2019 was a massive hit in the US. I think it made the top 20 of the Billboard oh. 100. It's called Arcade. You probably by a guy called Duncan Lawrence. And of course, okay. the Americans, the Americans are then judging it on the fact that they quite like that song. They've got no. Right. They're not looking at it as the Eurovision winner, but not, I don't not think he's, not everything that's big in the U.S. Uh, penetrates Humboldt. We have a but who else is but but it was, but it was a very sizable hit in here. Right. Uh, yeah. But not because it won the Eurovision Song Contest. It's because it yeah. got airplay on American radio and and, and listeners right. said, "Oh, I quite like this song." Yeah. Exactly. I've... That's what I was saying earlier. How that's how Valare became a yeah. massive American right, hit right, right. Yeah. and all these others. But he's he that same singer is going to he hasn't had a hit since in the Europe yeah. because yeah. he won the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think in these days, you know, and I, I think this is part of why maybe people here are, are a little bit more aware. I think in the US, we're a little more aware of the Eurovision Song Contest than we probably used to be. And some of that might be because of that movie that came out a couple of years ago that with Will which Ferrell, which I'm sure is, I'm sure oh, is okay. incredibly you, you, accurate. You sign off on <laughs> the Will Ferrell movie, yeah. I, I thought, I really enjoyed it. Was it. I mean, no, it, it's not, no, it wasn't accurate at all. It was a yeah. delight, but I'm a big, I think Will Ferrell does really good work. I mean, yeah. yeah. And he was very, he's apparently a huge fan. He wanted to make something that was authentic and he, yeah. he was terrific. And it was funny and it was warm, but I don't know if it was a particularly big box office success because it, it, well, hit. it wasn't. I did not, I did not see it. I'm, I'm it was during the pandemic. Well so. worth downloading. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, you, and, you, and, and the great thing is you don't have to know anything about yeah. it. That's what I was going to say. Would you say it's a good entry? Like, even if I don't yes. know the Eurovision, I, I can yeah. get a grasp of it better Absolutely. by watching this. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It may, may, may make more sense. I mean, the joke is that he was just this Icelandic kid who desperately wanted to be in it. He was always put down. He eventually grew up, got to represent Iceland. I don't, I don't think he actually wins in the movie. Oh, now for everyone who hasn't seen it. Well, spoiler alert, well, everyone. You, you said you don't know. Of this. Yeah, exactly. But that's No, it was a very funny, entertaining movie, and you don't need to know anything about the contest to enjoy it. No, I, I asked you about like the, the the dynasties, but are there are there rivalries? Are there are there countries oh, that are gotcha. that particularly uh, hate each other for? I mean, that in the absolutely. world of this contest, not a, any political. Oh yes, absolutely. Thing I mean, the, the, the the fact that the island has won more times than Britain is a huge sticking point for both yeah. of those countries. That's pretty. And, that's does yeah. that hurt you? Oh, yeah. Does that hurt you oh. personally? No, <laughs> but, but it really does. Um, yeah. I mean, when I was younger, you watch it even if I didn't particularly like the British entry, you do have this sudden patriotism that kicks in yeah. that you don't, Oof. you didn't know, you didn't know you had yeah. until, until, you know, Britain and Ireland are at the top and you know damn well Ireland are going to end up first. And you just, yeah. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah, but okay. yeah, there's all, there's all this hatred. I mean, wow. some countries actually will not vote for each other. Um, okay, they just won't. sure. That, I was uh, wondering that too, because you say that it's like, you know, people from the countries that also judge and I would imagine oh yeah no i mean Ar armenia and azerbaijan will not vote for each other and and ironically the the british have this uh and i think it's created by the media uh have this perceived perception of the contest which is actually fake so they will say oh the bloody french never vote for us you see actually they do mm. it's the british won't vote for the french <laughs> so this this year france the, the, the top score is 12 so this year france mm. gave Britain 12 points and every, okay. the internet lit up 
that's the first time ever. And I'm going, no, it's about the 30th yeah. time. Oh, so you, you, you know, you know how, what, what country is, like the voting is open. Oh yeah, enough, no, that's, enough, like, that's they give okay. a score, oh. like with the that, that's okay. 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 something. Oh, they, they, okay. yeah. Yes, they cross, they cross. So you've done all the show, you've done all the songs. Ooh. They now cross live mm. to France for the French yeah. votes, and there's the okay. big celebrity saying, "And here are the votes from the French jury." Yeah. And then they come to San Marino, and they haven't yeah. got a big star. They've got me, and I say <laughs> to the million viewers, and our twelve points go to, and there's a big pause yeah. and huge eruption or and then you're, you're the most hated person on the internet because you didn't give the score to the country they wanted yeah. to give it to. Now, right. now has 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 russia's favor in the contest fallen uh as a as a result of, of yes. political matters uh, russia have actually won once um yeah. and they've been second quite a lot actually they've been because one of the other things that happens is the viewers it's the viewers who vote so if mm. you're a russian living in britain the first thing you do is pick up the phone and you vote for russia um, mm. And that has skewed the voting quite a lot. And that annoys a lot of people. Um, and that has had an impact. Uh, but no, Russia this year, uh, a lot, some of the countries said they wouldn't take part if Russia were allowed to take part, which mm. I thought was very wrong. You, you're turning now this into a political thing. Yeah. Eventually, the EBU buckled under the pressure and said, yes, we're expelling Russia from the contest, which I thought mm. was a very bad decision. And so Russia have now left the EBU. Mm. So. Even when all this finishes, Russia cannot come back into the contest. Wow. Yeah. So right. Russia, Russia are now out. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I think you, you, can, you can understand the people's thinking behind that, but also it, it is uh, to, to further isolate them is, I don't know how it benefits. In the I don't run. either. And I, the, 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 the Russian people I, I do are understand. Not, are right, right. No, yeah. I, I, I agree with the actual thing. I don't think Russia should be doing anything on the international stage right now. Mm -hmm. And it, it kind of works with sports. You can say to a tennis player or you can say to, you know, whatever, all right, you can play under a flag of neutrality. But mm. we, we want to make it clear you're not representing Russia. You can't really do that in sort of team events. You can't, right. you, you can't say to the Russian team in the FIFA World Cup, you can play under a neutral flag and we won't call you Russia. That's impossible. Mm. Yeah. And I do think Russia needs to pay a penalty for what they've done. You do yeah. need to isolate them from the rest of the world. Yeah. But when it comes to something as silly as a light entertainment television show, mm -hmm. I do think it would have been very uncomfortable for Russia to take part. Yeah. But I don't think it's up for Sweden and Finland and all the other countries who started complaining to say, we don't want you coming. I, it's mm -hmm. very tricky. And I'm not sure I'm, I'm on the right side of history here. I don't, yeah. I, I'm very, I'm very um, schizophrenic yeah, about this. I mean, it could have been, you know, I can imagine where it would have potentially been this nice moment where, you know, a Russian uh, songwriter gets up and makes a, a statement that is actually beneficial and, you know, has maybe some, has some impact on, on, on what but, we're currently seeing. Well, no, because you see, you're right, but that couldn't have happened because state television in Russia choose the Russian entry. It would have been, uh, it probably would have, see, Belarus got kicked out of the contest first. They got kicked out a couple of years ago because they kept sending, they sent a song called I Love Belarus. <laughs> Well, and then, they do, yeah, they do right? <laughs> and then last year they sent a song about how wonderful their president was and how his and how yeah. uh, and how gay gay lesbian people really are the, the scum of the earth. Really? They in a yeah. song? They said that in yeah. a song? More or less. Okay. And so the EBU said we are not accepting your song. Did, you did Lukashenko change... write this song? Like... Oh, probably. This is the okay. thing. And so and then they said you either change the song or you're out. And they said mm -hmm. It's our song. We're out. Yeah. Yeah. Now that very rarely happens. It did happen to Georgia a few years ago, but again, this was deliberate. Um, the contest was held in Moscow, yeah. and George, Georgia sent a song called "The Put The Put In Disco," of which the lines were, "We don't want to put in." In other words, uh -huh. we don't want Putin. Uh -huh. Yes, yes, and, yes. And yes. the EB, yeah, very clever. And the and they said, "We're not saying Putin. We're saying put in." And the EBC said, "No, you're not." <laughs> you, you, you change the lyrics or you're out yeah, and they wouldn't like change them. the lyrics but it was brilliant for George. it was the best publicity they could have got we yeah. sent a lovely disco song called put in disco and they those bloody russians have banned us from the contest isn't this outrageous <laughs> it, it was the perfect pr gift for the yeah. Germans. but now um, a, a russian artist could enter their song at, in a different country then right because yes, you said but, yeah. but, but but i think if, if a russian showed up in the swedish heats i think the swedish <laughs> people would, i think the swedish people would say 
yeah, we know what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, not not very popular. I mean, another no. one, but see, but then Russia have been on the on the other side of this. Um, yeah. They Ukraine hosted a couple of years ago. They hosted in Kiev, and at the time, it was their tag for the contest was uh, what was it? Uh, it was all inclusive. I can't remember what the actual words were, but that's what it meant. It, all, all inclusivity. So mm -hmm. Russia picked deliberately picked a singer who has a disability and she is if she's a wheelchair user. Mm -hmm. Knowing that she had sung in Ukraine illegally the year before. So Ukraine then says, sorry, we can't take any singer who entered Ukraine illegally. And they said, you mean you're taking on our poor disadvantaged singer who sits in a wheelchair, you rotten oh, wow. swine. You know, this is how Ukraine is. And Ukraine was saying, no, you deliberately chose her because you knew yeah. we, under the rules we disqualify her. Again, the EBU had to step in and say, and then they said, so Russia stormed off. Huge, wonderful PR victory. Ukraine bans, Ukraine bans wheelchair singer. I mean, yeah, the potential, the potential for drama in this is, is, yes. is so, so and all of this, yeah. I mean, there was, there was some drama back in the day, but all of this started when Eastern Europe came in. Yeah. Uh, in the in the 90s that's when it all began to get and every year now there is something the, i think the worst <laughs> thing that ever happened was um in the 60s and 70s was uh uh, uh madrid spain won the 1969 contest and they were going to mm. hold it in madrid and austria actually did a very noble thing and they said you know what we're not coming to general franco's fascist madrid yeah we're having we're having a year off yeah and that's i think the most controversial thing that ever happened <laughs> But now okay. something, yeah. something every year there, there is something. Yeah. yeah. So, so the, the Eurovision contest for 2022 just happened, uh, yes. as, you, as, you, as you noted, uh, Ukraine won, but you, you, you had no, uh, you know, official involvement in it. You just were no. able to watch it as no. a, as a, yeah. as a non-fan. I, 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 I really, I really did retire from it a few years yeah. ago. I just thought, you know, I don't really know why I'm still doing this. You know, I, yeah. I, I need to sort of move on. And uh, yeah. because it was actually in a way, it was harming me in a little way because a lot of people, as you say, you, it's very easy to Google me and that's all you'll find. So I wasn't really, I was, I wasn't really, the phone wasn't ringing and, and stuff I was going for, they were still saying, yes, you're the Eurovision guy. And I thought, I don't, okay. going, or, I don't think that's going to be very helpful to me. So the fact term. that we, that we talked about Eurovision this entire time just kills you. And like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, you know, I'm no, I'm not ashamed of anything I've ever done, you know, what, is, and, and it is great mm. to be part of something that is literally this 70 year old phenomenon. Yeah. It's just, it's just, uh, and it's quite entertaining to me that Americans want to know about it. One of the things that happened when I moved to the US and I would talk about it and people would say, oh yeah, I've heard about that. What, what actually happens? I said, well, we all have a big party. We all come, you know, they said, well, yeah. we'll throw one. We'll come. <laughs> now, in the, but in those days you couldn't see it. Like, so I had to wait for the video to arrive and all that. And we'd all yeah. pretend and, and, and people who were coming deliberately didn't find out the result. Yeah. And they, they hate it. They don't get it. Yeah. And two songs in, they're, they're looking at their watch saying, oh, yeah, actually, I've just remembered I was doing something else tonight. Oh, damn, I've got to go. It's Unless it's in, somehow in your DNA, yeah. it, it doesn't work. Right. It's like trying huh. to explain baseball to somebody. Who <laughs> really? yeah. They're like, what? Yeah. This is so boring. I'm sure lots of obscure channels in the UK probably do show the Super Bowl, yeah. but it's never going right, to be on right, primetime right. TV. Right, 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 right. Well, I think that we also don't really have the attention span for it. You know, like I, well, I think about another yeah. reason I was going to actually say earlier, like that people might be a little bit more aware of it now is because of the availability of videos exactly. on the internet. And so yeah. we catch wind of something when a, perf a performance from the Eurovision Song Contest kind of like goes viral, viral you know, and, and, and not, mm. and that, that is often not necessarily because it's good. Oh, right, absolutely. <laughs> it's usually that's because it's saying, like yeah, it's, humorous it's the joke in of the some night. way. Yeah, outrageous, you know. But yeah, um, I mean, and I, but if you were to sit there and try and watch it from start to finish and it's now somehow bloated into this four hour show, mm -hmm. you would, I could assure you, no matter how interested you think you are, no matter how entertained yeah. you think you're going to be, I guarantee by 8.15, you'll have given up. <laughs> and, and, you, and, you'll, because, and you'll come back at 11 to see who won. Right, yeah. right, right. And that, is, and that is now, that is how generally it does tend to be viewed right now. Right. I mean, in the UK this year, they did actually have a huge viewing figure. It was the biggest for years. Um, but I think about 8 million sort of stuck it out. 
mm-hmm. the, the, the 12 million viewing figure came when they all tuned in to see who won yeah and mm. then and then of course the bbc will report that it was 12 million which is true yeah. right. they won't report that in fact it was only about eight well like eight still huge but it's still it was actually eight million for the show right yeah, yeah. and somebody is much more likely to have uh well maybe short-lived but like a career from it if they you know just did something like outrageous enough that they're oh, going that they're absolutely. going to get you know some social media celebrity absolutely yeah um, i mean you, you you've got to work out how you're going to benefit from this if, if you're going to do it and that's part of the problem i think most people can't figure out how you do that some can and they know they do something absolutely outrageous the best thing that can happen is they'll get a million hits on youtube tomorrow mm-hmm. that's still not going to give them necessarily a career but that if that's the best you can get out of it go for it mm-hmm. right. that's what that's kind of that's kind of what i say Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, well, I see. I, I see. You know, we're we're getting near the, the time that uh, we we allot for these things. And I oh. and I again, I feel as cheap as they like. You mean you, I can't you bore talk- you for the next three hours? No, no, no. I mean, I, I, that's the thing. Is like, I would let. I, I I would talk to you about Eurovision. I, I again, I have. Like, does 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 Finland ever uh, submit a death metal song? Like, I, I don't like these are oh, these are course. dumb questions that I've I seen have. a video yes, no, of definitely, a Finland. Definitely death metal can also Finland did send a death metal one yes. and they won. Okay. They won with that like crazy Lordy. they were all they, oh. they reminded me of um we have the band in the, the States that's Guar. They're like that with yes. like the, the crazy and Lord, and Lordy, makeup. Again, Lordy were, were very Lordy. well known, yeah. huge f- in the death metal field. I mean, they weren't the finished. Guar won the Eurovision. <laughs> now, and, yeah. and I'll tell you, this, this is what I was saying uh. earlier. Finland had at that point, they had statistically the worst record. They had never, ever been in the top five and they've been doing it for 50 <laughs> so, years. They yeah. said, we've got to change this. They said to Lordy, their biggest, most famous band who are outrageous. Will you do it? Lordy said, yeah. Nice. But what Lordy did that was so clever, they didn't send a death metal song. They sent a pop song presented in a death metal way that they would do it. And okay. you ah, loved it. Yeah. And no, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch next year. I'm watching. I'm watching. I'll tell, you what, next, I'll tell you what, next year I'll throw a party. You can all okay. Yeah. 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 And, and at 8.10, you'll be looking at your watch saying, how the hell no, are you no, no, so you know, No, because <laughs> yeah. I'll look over to you for context. I'll just yeah. be like, John, what's happening right now? And then you'll right. say it to me with your 20 yeah. extra IQ points exactly. and, and it'll be, and it'll, it'll, I, and I'll be it's fascinated. A, it's a, I, I like maps. We just have <laughs> yeah. to make it our mission, I think, to get humble, to get into this. We're just this like, a, we we'll start posting about it on Loco. It's going to be our new thing. Okay. Well, yeah. well, to kind of to kind of wrap this up, I, we want to return to the fact that you know we are astonished that you are here in Humboldt, uh, and I'm and I'm. Well, no, no, it's in a good way. It's it's it's, it's we're like this is this is good for us. I'm we're, actually we're, was surprised to learn that you aren't dead. I thought that you were dead when I looked you up on <laughs> yeah. Wikipedia. So. <laughs> Yeah. What, what well, that fam- what's that famous quote? I can't remember now. Um, you know, stories of my death have been grossly greatly exaggerated. exaggerated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but so like, so like, looking forward, I'm wondering, like, what, what, what do you want to do here? Like, if you could cover this community in a fashion that you found interesting, and you know, there were no financial or technological constraints, you know, how, 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 how would you dig into this place, or how do you plan to dig into this place? Well, it's interesting what's happened um, because we did have some sort of plans to really cover the election in great detail and, and bring guests into the studios so that for whatever reasons that didn't really pan out but I, I did see that very much as an attraction of taking this role I have done a lot of interviews over the years and um, you know I, it's something I very much enjoy and so but I was I was actually feeling a little bit disappointed that we couldn't get that going and it was for technical yeah. reasons it wasn't anything else and then we said well and then finally we said actually we've got the most controversial person in yeah. Humboldt willing to come in yeah. Let's and I was and I that was sure. So I'd love to do much more of that. I think and you it, should. It, I mean, and and, and it was you. the fact that 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 it went. You know, you 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 made the decision to put it on y'all's Facebook page, which I think you know got it got it to our eyeballs. A, a, oh, I maybe, see. You know, and maybe in a way that it, it might not have otherwise. Um, but yeah, and I, and I and you know your bus- the business model of the of the company. I mean, comes into play there and everything. But like I yeah, I, I mean. It, it, you know, it's a new show. There's not much you can do in the terms of live interview, but that was something that worked. And and, and maybe we can yeah web we can exclusive. Do a spin-off. So, yeah, exactly, yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. Or do yeah. uh, do a, a Sunday show where we do 30 minutes with who's hot in Humboldt or what you know whatever it is. And so I'm I'm hoping that we can develop more things like that. 
I think I, yeah. as, as a channel, we did a great job on election night. We brought in an yeah. analyst, and I, I thought that was very good, and that we were able to give runs running updates that became less about news mm. and more of a magazine. Um, and I, I definitely we, we hope we can do more of that. I think we've built a very very strong brand in the area. Nothing to do with me. This is before I arrived. You know, yeah. people do know that we do we do very good sports coverage. We do we do a lot of weather, and hopefully we can then become and we do very good news and national news. But if we can also then be known as the thing where you will get really into the nitty gritty, and we can have local people telling their own story. One of the things I have found, which is quite interesting, and I, I found this yesterday, um, you you do people are still very camera shy, mm-hmm. and. And even in a very small community, perhaps it's more so in a small community like this. They don't really want to. They're very happy to tell you the story as long as you will report it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and hopefully, you know, in time, as, as they get familiar with me and perhaps they get to trust me, whatever, I can break that down a bit and say, no, look, come on. Why don't why don't you come on and talk to me? And yeah. we'll, we'll get there and we'll get there. And hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll have yeah. to see. Well, yeah, as I say, we, we really appreciated, you know, that that interview that you did with um, Karen Paz Dominguez. It was it, it. It felt like you know it had that that no bullshit BBC. I'm going right at you style. And it was like it was it was it was refreshing to to us because I I don't think that I you know I, I think of all of the 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 places you you would see a public official interviewed or listen to a public official be interviewed here locally, and I don't think that anybody would a- attack it like that. I, I thought it was well, really good. I really, well, I very much appreciate that. I hope, though, um, I, I do understand the u- words you're using. I hope it wasn't an attack. No, 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 to, no, 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 no as long as the job gets done, who cares who does it? Yeah. It's only when it's failing to this degree that you suddenly yeah. it becomes a newsworthy story and it's affecting all of our lives. There yeah. could be a $9 million hole yeah. in a very small community's um, finances. That's yeah. massive. Yeah. And I wanted to know where that money is and she couldn't yeah. tell me. That's right. Um, yeah. And that to me is the only thing that any of you would want to know. Yeah. I felt so, actually, I, But I have to say, I was incredibly impressed by her. She, she, she is, yeah. She is, she is the Trump of Humboldt. <laughs> I mean, I, I have heard people say that yeah. privately, but you yeah, yeah. Heard, <laughs> I was, yeah. No, no, she was very impressive. She yeah. didn't actually answer any of the questions. She answered with her own answer. It's everybody mm. else's fault. She's here draining the swamp. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and she will be vindicated. And I thought, you know what? Good for you, honey. <laughs> you know, you, I really did. And if I was watching that interview and I knew nothing, I might have voted for her because she was very convincing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, I, 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 I give her yeah. credit for that because she, 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 main, never... she maintained a, a, a you know an army of true believers up, up, up to the very end. Yeah, and she she'd never been in a TV studio in her life. She didn't be particularly nervous. She had no idea what I was going to ask her, and she yeah. came back and she answered her truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought, you know what, truth, I'm very yeah. I'm very impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. the irony is, the next day was polling day, and I went to the polling station. I don't know. If, Legally, they're supposed to talk about things like that. But they said, "Oh gosh, we we know you. We saw you interview Karen Paz Dominguez," and they all said, "Does she really believe this?" <laughs> I said, like, "Yeah, you saw I the interview. So. Yes, yeah. yes, I, I, yes, yeah. she does. I, I think she does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, John, as I say, yeah, thank you for. Is, is there anything else that you you know you wanted to comment on or, or put out to the people of, of Humble well, before I, we go here today? Well, first of all, I, I do want to say genuinely to thank you for making me so welcome, not just you guys, but it has been lovely. You know, it's, yeah. um, you know, um, I, I don't, I'm not in any way, shape or form any kind of celebrity and I don't ever want to be that, but I, I do want to be part of a community. And yeah. if people feel that I give them a voice and they can come to me and say, you know, we enjoyed that story or whatever, then that's great. That's, that, that, that's recognition without, I, that's recognition of what we're doing, not recognition yeah. of me. And, and that seems to be happening. Yeah. Um, and I and I hope that continues. And I hope we can build. We, we've got a really great news director now who's, who's he only came on board in January. Mm. And I think things are changing. And I think Maxwell, who you may know, who does our sports is terrific. Mm. And, you know, he, he covers things at a local level. And, and I think yeah. as long as we do that, obviously, you need to know what's going on in Washington and Ukraine. Yeah. And all that. But as long as you and as long as we're not doing cat stuck up tree, 
yeah. you know, breaking news, but we are doing auditor controller is in huge trouble. That's yeah. going to resonate with the audience. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. I look forward to, to so, more of that. So thank you for this. Yeah. Uh, it was a great yeah. opportunity. Lovely to meet you both. And thank you to yeah. the Humboldt for making me feel so well. Okay. Well, that's it. Uh, thank you so much again to John Kennedy O'Connor, JKO, as he, uh, he goes by, for joining us today and enlightening us a bit on the inner workings of the Eurovision Song Contest. And you're all invited to the joint Loco Redwood News Eurovision Song Contest Party 2023 that will be held at Septon Trio Winery. That has a really nice ring to it. The joint Lost Coast Outpost Redwood News Eurovision Song Contest Party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so get ready for that in, a, in about a year's time. Okay. Read up on the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah. Come back. Somebody from Humboldt, please enter us up. You can. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to live in Europe uh, to enter us off, apparently. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. We're the, the, the Poke Bowl. Have you ever had the Poke Bowl? Oh, yeah. I love the Poke Bowl. And I also oh. love the, the popcorn tofu. That's a that's a fan favorite, I'm told. It's very popular in, in Humboldt County. They refer to it as hippie crack. Am I not you heard it here first. <laughs> no, I think it's great. I think uh, you've, you've personalized the product. And uh, everybody's going to rush down to the North Coast Co-op to get that hippie crack. That's right. Check out the North Coast Co-op, a Humboldt's organic community-owned grocery store since 1973. Mike, you're like kind of a, a gardener or like a landscaper of sorts, aren't you? <laughs> you I have, have some land. <laughs> Okay. Well, a lot of folks in Humboldt County are. And uh, for those people, a great place to go check out is Humboldt Hydroponics. Yeah. You know of this? Yeah, they're over on 1302 Union Street in Eureka. That's by Broadway Cinema. Yes, that is that is right. And and these guys are very knowledgeable. Their staff, they're familiar with Humboldt's climate, so they can help you with your, your indoor and outdoor growing needs, whatever those may be. They got yeah. lighting, soils, pH solutions, fans, trays, all that, all that stuff. All yeah. that, you know, you know this That's stuff. handy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you got to check them out. They're they're locally owned and operated. Now, if I buy a big old uh, uh, bag of, of soil or, or or whatnot, do I am I going to have to haul that myself? The, like, if I got, like put it in my truck myself. I mean, is is what I'm getting at if, there. If if you feel like you want to do that to help get some muscles, then you can. Yeah. But no, you don't have to do that. That's the one of the other great things about humble yeah. hydroponics is the staff will will help you load up your truck. They'll even help with a curbside pickup, you know, if you need, if you want to do that, okay. just give okay. them a call, give them a call to, to figure out how they can help you. It's 707-443-4304. Humboldt Hydroponics, helping you with all your growing needs.